Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. We love you, Highway family. We're so thankful to be able to uh, walk this journey with you. And that's what we're doing. We're putting one foot in front of the other. We're moving forward. We're listening to the direction of the Holy Spirit in our lives, knowing that he wants nothing but the best for us and that he's beyond your greatest dream and that we can fully trust him to do what needs to be done to lead us in the direction we need to go to bring about the great plan that he's prepared for us before we were in our mother's womb. We are starting a series today. It's like, uh, you know, in that show, uh, what's it called? It's Demo Day, Chip and Joe. Mm -hmm. What's the name of that show? Fixer Upper. Fixer Upper, yeah. It's Demo Day. It's New Series Day. (laughs) It's good, and I look forward to that because when when a series begins, it is an opportunity to do some demolition. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is. It's an opportunity, and you know, uh, we've watched Chip and Joe for years, but they go into a house that maybe... could look at, I've seen a wide variety of properties that they've gone into, and some of them are just nasty on the inside. And some of them are just outdated and need uh, freshened up or, or brought some new, a new look to them, new, new, new uh, fixtures, new um, design. Well, we, we need uh, a new series brings with it some demolition. Because sometimes there's some, uh, there's some things we've been holding on to that are outdated, some ways of looking at things that need to be shifted or need to change. And sometimes we've got to take the cabinets in our thinking out and put new cabinets in. And sometimes the layout of our kitchen in our mind isn't working anymore because it doesn't have the right flow to it. So a new series is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to renovate our thinking. So that's why I get so excited about a new series. We don't just decide to do new series. We're seeking the Lord as fivefold ministry gifts on your behalf for his glory to bring to you uh, a word that will help to renovate uh, what needs to be renovated, renovated, demolish what needs to be demolished, make new what needs to be made new in our lives. And God's word does all of that. That's good. You know, you don't you don't tear out just to leave it torn out. Oh, you no. tear it out to make room for the new. Yes. And I think that's the opportunity we have every time that we get into the word is it's a time of building. And sometimes yeah. you're right, the demolition has to happen before the building. But ultimately, the word of God is building. Yeah. Or building one thing upon the other. And in uh, day after day, and month after month, and year after year, and boy, it's beautiful what God uh, does in our lives through the Word of God. It is. Yeah. It is. The series is entitled "The Open Door." The Open Door, and uh, I like that title because Jesus is actually <laughs> the open door to the plan and purpose of God for your life, to an intimate relationship with the one who made you, to a life more amazing than you've asked for 
or imagine. So that's what we're talking about, the open door. Um, and I, I was thinking about this this week as I was thinking and praying. And I have a question for you, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in my childhood there, there were some folks, but was there anyone in your childhood thinking back where you knew that person had a really nice house? And, 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 and you know, everyone kind of like, ooh, they got a really nice house. And you, but you had never been over there yet? Or you wanted to go see it? Is there anyone like that you can think of in your childhood? You don't, no. don't say any names now. No, okay. I really don't. No. I don't. But there were homes that we drive by yeah. in town. And yeah. I didn't know who owned it, but I'd right. say, oh, I'd That's like a, to go in there. Right, but you didn't yeah. know the I owner. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, there were there uh, several people that I knew, and, and uh, there was one house up on top of a hill, not far from where I grew up, and uh, really nice, you know, and... Uh, and at one point, I got an invitation as a okay, kid okay. to come over for, I think it was a birthday party and a sleepover. Okay. I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun, okay. you know. And so, yeah, you drive by a home that you, you say, ooh, that's a nice home. I wonder what it's like inside. I'd like to see it. Or, and then you get an invitation to go inside. It's like, ooh, this is cool. It's got all the, all the cool uh, things and that that you would like to have, and the fixtures and the appliances or the games or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, if you got the email that uh, we sent out earlier this week, I think it was Friday, um, you'll see a picture of one of my favorite homes. Um, <laughs> it's actually in uh, the Northeast, right on the ocean. Um, I, well, that's okay. I won't say the name of the home, but um, I what it's called. yeah, it but uh, years and years and years ago. I don't know. Might have been back in the '90s. We drove by that home for the first time. It's beautiful, you know, beautiful home. If you actually, if you'd like to get the email that we send out, you can subscribe. We send out an email every week for encouragement to you and let you know what's happening. Uh, you just go to our website and uh, click on subscribe, and we'll we'll send that email to you each week, and you'll be blessed and encouraged. But there is this beautiful home right on the ocean, and uh, I'd love to drive by. And sometimes. You know, in the fall and the winter, you could see a little bit more because all the greenery and the leaves were gone. But I'd drive up to the gate and I'd kind of peek, you know, try to see inside the gate. And then obviously Google came out. You could go over top and say, wow, that is an amazing yard, you know. Um, but why do I bring that up? Uh, there's things in our heart that we dream of. All of us have things in our heart. And that's not bad. That's good. God made us that way. He, the, the, he wants to satisfy the desires of your heart. But here's what's really amazing. If you're not passionately pursuing him, the dreams that you have aren't even close to what he has for you. <laughs> and, and they might seem amazing, the dreams you have. I mean, this was an amazing home, you know. Well, I was in Christ at the time, and, and I know he's, he's speaking some things to my heart. But my point to you is this. The plan and purpose of God for your life is better than the most beautiful home you've ever seen. And I would imagine, like, what would it be like to pull in the driveway, you know, long driveway, go up around the home, around the fountains, and, and walk in the front door and, and, and have that as your home? Well, the plan and purpose of God for your life is more amazing, more beautiful, more inviting than any home you've ever seen, any job you've ever had, any career path you could ever choose. And and Jesus is the open door to that. 
we've got to raise our expectations. We've got to lift our head up. We've got to believe God for all things and give him room to do what he wants to do in our lives. Sometimes we can get disappointed because something we were hoping for doesn't seem to have happened yet. But instead of getting disappointed, what would happen if we lifted up our head and looked to the Father and ran with him? Say, come on, Father, let's go. I know you've got this. I know you're working all things out for my good. I know you're moving me forward. I know the plan you have for me is unfolding because you're faithful. I know you're my provider. So let's go on this journey together through the open door. Jesus is the open door into an unhindered, free, intimate relationship with the one who made you. Jesus is the open door into the beautiful life the Father has prepared for you. I want to start with a scripture in Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined. Don't get hung up on that word. It simply means planned beforehand. He planned beforehand wonderful things for you, for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. There's so much in that one verse. That's in the Amplified Translation. And I want to read um, the, the second portion of that. The, 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 the good works which God planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. It, it, do the scriptures tell us that God has prepared a good life for us? Absolutely. It's, it's beyond what you've dreamed of. It's beyond what you've asked for and imagined, and he prepared that for you before you were in your mother's womb. But sometimes we're funny with God. We can think that, well, yeah, God's good, but I've got a plan, and it's going to be good. And, yeah, God, I love you, and, and you know, I read my Bible, I go to church, and but I'm going to work this plan, and I'm going to trust you, and but I'm going to work my plan. <laughs> God has a plan, and it's better than my plan, and it's better than your plan. He has a plan for your life, and it's not automatic. Let me read you Psalm 139.16. I want want you to hear what I'm saying. Psalm 139.16 says this, Your eyes saw my unformed body. That's intimate, isn't it? All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, here's where we can get hung up. Religious tradition says uh, God's controlling everything, and everything that happens is God's will, and, you know, just, just, just go with it. But the Bible doesn't teach that. Jesus didn't demonstrate or teach that to us. 
God has a plan. However, man separated themselves from that plan. I mean, Adam had it all. <laughs> if you want to talk about a beautiful home, he had it all. But what did he do? He got his focus off of the plan. How did that happen? By listening to voices that told him God's plan wasn't the best plan. And guess what? Satan tells us the same thing today, right? I mean, yeah, you're a Christian, you're a believer, but I mean, come on, look at so-and-so. They've got this, and they're doing that, and I don't have that, and look at them, and look at how they're doing. God's plan is the best plan. So man separated himself from God's plan, but Christ came so that through faith in Christ, we could get back on the plan of the Father for our lives. And his plan is beyond what you've imagined. But it is not automatic. And I want you to know this. Please hear me. At Highway Church, we say this regularly. In no way do we believe or teach or agree with the idea that everything that happens is God's will. That, to me, that is an ignorant statement because of Jesus Christ and who he is and what he's done for us. So you may have been through a lot of things in your life. I've been through a lot of things in my life that were not a part of the plan of God. They were things that, that, that happened for various reasons uh, to try and get us off course, to try and discourage us, to try and uh, derail us, uh, to try and uh, hinder our progress. But the good news is we've received the abundance of his grace and the gift of his righteousness. And if we keep looking to him, watch what he'll do. Watch what he'll do. Because what Satan wants to do, he wants to try and discourage you, and he wants you to meditate on what just happened or what didn't just happen. And what does that do? That takes your attention off the Father, and, and it hinders our forward progress. So rather than withdrawing or giving into discouragement, we press forward. <laughs> we press forward. God changed my whole life back in the late 80s. And there are many times since then where I had a choice. Do I withdraw from this? Do I go in a different direction? Do I listen to what so-and-so said? Or do I keep pressing forward in Christ? I decided to keep pressing forward in Christ. And my life began, I began to understand things I never would have understood. I began to learn things I never would have learned. God put in my heart a value for marriage and family. Never would have got that in the world. And and in the, where I, when I was growing up, the emphasis really wasn't marriage and family. It was like being successful, or what they would call successful, right? Get into a career that pays a lot or, or find a way of generating income and so you can have nice things. And that, that's really not success at all. Um, success, love is success. So God began to do things in my heart even as a, a boy when I didn't even realize it to begin to value love, to begin to value uh, a strong marriage, uh, uh, happy children, a happy home. And now the world wasn't cheering me on in that. Media wasn't cheering me on in that. There weren't, there weren't songs and, and uh, movies being released about that. <laughs> but God was doing a work in me. And, and I'm so thankful that he did that because I was able to, to enter into a beautiful marriage and, and have a beautiful family. And what's that worth? 
What's the, what do you what would you estimate is the price tag on that? Really? What is the what is the dollar value of a of a flourishing marriage? I'm being real with you now. Would you say ten thousand dollars? Twelve thousand five hundred. One point five million. I believe it, it. You cannot even assign a dollar value to it. That it's off the charts in terms of value. What's the value of happy children? Off the charts. Mm-hmm. Off the charts. What are we saying? When you begin to seek him, your perspective changes. You begin to value things that the world doesn't value. You begin to understand things the world doesn't understand. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say that's what, that, going back to Ephesians 2.10. Yeah. It's exactly what it said, that these things are planned and predestined planned beforehand. And they're there. God is, love, God has established. He's modeled it. It's yeah. who he is. Love is there. Um, and it's prepared, mm-hmm. um, the family, it's in God's heart, it's prepared, um, planned beforehand, taking paths, which he p- prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. And that's the thing. Mm. Now we enter that when mm-hmm. we get a, a perspective change is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So when we understand that, that, wow, God has love, like his kind of love yeah. prepared for me. And though, and, and he's prepared it that I should, I love that word. I was talking about that word earlier this week with someone, um, you know, that we should, that means that, that God has made it possible yes. for us to experience mm-hmm. this kind of marriage or this kind of family or this yeah. kind of yeah. love. Yeah. God has made it possible because he's establishes who yeah. he is. So as we agree in our perspective changes, we walk into that. And yeah. the only way we could walk into it is mm-hmm. that he has shown it to us and has prepared it for yeah. us. Yeah. Because as you said, the world isn't going to applaud you on these things. Right. And so we can only walk in it, not because we figured it out, not because we know the mystery or the secret of, Mm. you know. No, in Christ and through Christ. Yeah, relationship He has made the way that we should be able to experience these things. You know, it's fun. It's fun preparing to to minister the gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's fun giving way to the Holy Spirit. Because, you know, you, you prepare and you do everything you can to be... I have all the, the the things ready to say what God wants to say. And, and oftentimes in the moment, he'll begin emphasizing something. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's emphasizing something right now. Mm-hmm. And and hear me. So and I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking my family. I love them. I pray for them. But it was a very uh, uh, difficult uh, environment growing up and just being... Being kind, I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go into detail, but it was challenging. Sure. So what ends up happening if you're in challenging relationships or if you've grown up in a difficult environment where love wasn't what it should be, the love of Christ wasn't present, you can become hard-hearted. Mm-hmm. And you and inevitably when you become hard-hearted, you start thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and you start valuing the wrong things mm-hmm. or things that aren't deep enough to change you. Mm-hmm. So as I watched as we, as a child growing up, the emphasis really became two things mm-hmm. in my family because mm-hmm. there were there was no you know it was it, it was damaged hearts mm-hmm. strife fighting and and it was I was like, oh look at that we could have that we could have that and and they did very well financially but their hearts were a wreck mm-hmm. 
And I, I didn't know the Bible at all as a kid. I thought, what's the point in having all that? Mm-hmm. What's the point of paying cash for homes if your heart's a wreck? What's the point of having all the great outfits and the cars if your heart's a wreck? So understand God values your heart more than anything else. The proverb says your heart is the mainspring. That's right. This is where everything flows out of. The the forces, the strength you need to win in life Mm -hmm. is from your heart. Mm -hmm. If your heart's damaged and your heart's a wreck, it doesn't matter how, quote, unquote, successful you are in this world or how many people applaud you, you're going to be miserable inside. And and I watched I watched my family get the things and I saw the emptiness, you know, and the and the fighting. I thought, boy, this just isn't good. You know, I didn't have the answers then, but I knew this just there just had to be something better than this. So what are we talking about in the open door? First of all, your heart. In order for your heart to be made whole and strong, we need access into into the door, the 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 door of relationship with the one who made us. And I'm going to exhort you, Highway family. Now, let, let me say this to you. The Father has planned for you to have the best things. He wants you to have the best houses. He wants you to have the best cars. He wants you to have the best outfits. Why? Because he's the king of kings, and you're his child, and, that's, and he's a good father. In order, in order to bring you to the place where those things don't have you, he wants your heart to be whole and strong. And I, I heard that uh, recently this week, someone said money is an amplifier. Yes. And that's so true. Money yes, doesn't yes. change you in that sense. It just amplifies what's already in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, it, it just adds boomph to it. You know, it's a boomph to it. What you are without money yeah, is, is, what only, you'll be with, yeah. is only made more. Yeah. With money. Because you now have, you have more resources to act on the decisions. Exactly. You on doing. what you, of your heart. Right, of your heart, yeah. <laughs> so if, if we can cultivate this intimacy with the Father, what will happen is your heart will become whole and strong. And as God prospers you, it will, it will be amplified, and you'll be able to live a blessed life. A, a life, a, a blessed life of prosperity, not only financially, but in your relationships, in, uh, in, in what you do with your time, in, in, in the fulfillment of your destiny. See, the Father has never been shallow. He's, he's always sees the whole picture. And you can trust him with the whole picture of your life. Boy, this is so good. And, uh, and I'm not knocking, but, you know, social media, and again, that just can be an amplifier too. There's, it's just full of shallow thinking, mm-hmm. and even in the church oftentimes. And it's so much about the exterior. It's so much about the temporary. And I hear very little, relatively speaking, about the heart on social media. And you could see love on there, L-O-V-E, doesn't mean to talk about the heart. But God wants to, God knows that your heart is your core, that from your heart flow the, the forces of life. And he wants your heart to be whole. And I, I'm going to tell you, he's the only one that can do that. That's right. That's right. There's no one else can do that. This is what he's done, yeah. And I don't know how, I mean, 
my heart was such a mess. I was such a mess after the things I went through growing up. And, but I, I didn't even think about my heart getting fixed. I just said, Jesus, I want you. And I just began to run after him. I left past all the, the ideas of success that, that I was told and that the world told me, and I just let go of everything. I said, Jesus, I want you. And, and, and basically, I was pretty young, relatively speaking. I was in my late teens, but I, I had all of the world that I, I, I had my fill. I was like, you know what? This is never going to satisfy me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the stuff just doesn't satisfy. I, something's wrong in here. And, and you know what? That was the grace of God for you to even have an awareness of your heart. Sure it was. Sure. And, and the things that you want. Because even when Joseph in his story said, Lord, I want you. Yeah. This was a sowing, if you will, a sowing of yeah. a, a heart desire. And then um, the Holy Spirit yeah. responded and gave back yeah. <laughs> yeah. all of who he is to yeah. you. But the grace of God caused you to even have a perspective that talked that made you aware of inside, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in a place that, as you say, had emphasis on exterior yeah. things. And so it was the grace of God who caused you to say, I want I want the inside right. right. And so, again, when you, you know that we talk about sowing and reaping. The scriptures yeah. talk about sowing and reaping. So that one um, utterance, Lord, I want you, mm. was is a sowing mm-hmm. of a desire and then at that moment, um, the Holy Spirit responds and gives you all of Christ. And that's available to every one of us when we absolutely, say, Lord, absolutely. I, I want you. It's a sowing of a seed, a, a submission, a sacrifice, yeah. at which he immediately responds and says, here's all of me. I give you all of all of who I am. And this is what, again, we're talking about in Ephesians 2.10. I just love it. Yeah. yeah. All that he is, all that he's done in Christ, all that he's prepared for us. We now can enter it because yeah. of what he's done. Yeah. And you can have a relationship with Jesus today because of what he's prepared through him. Yeah. And uh, it just takes you saying out of a heart desire and out of a heart cry, Lord, I want you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just for illustration's sake, I'm liking, likening the plan of God for your life to a beautiful home. Um, and... Christ is the open door to that. And it, it's, it's, it's funny. It's like, you know, okay, here's my idea, my plan, and here's this home over here. And then once I see what God's plan is and compare the two, it's like, uh, okay, I'll follow Christ. Yeah. In other words, but here's what's, here's what's amazing. So God had the keys, the open door, the access. Mm-hmm. We're going to get there, for, yeah. maybe not today, but Romans 5 that we bring in access yes. through Christ yes. into this grace in which we stand. He's given us. So when you put your faith in Christ, you're walking through an open door. That's right. And you're, you're walking into a relationship with the one who made you, and you've taken the first step in living the plan he's, he's uh, prepared for you. But remember, like we said, it's not automatic because we're not automatic. We're not robots. We have a free will, and we have to choose to pursue him. And I'm trying to think of the scriptures. Jeremiah 33, he says, uh, call to me and I'll answer. Uh, you will seek me. You will seek. You will find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. That's powerful. You will find me 
That's when right, you it. seek for me that's right. with all of your heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know that if I'm letting the things of this world discourage me, I need to adjust my seeking. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on the things of this world. And I need to shift and begin seeking him now. And it's just, I'm just thinking back, it's just funny. God's showing me things about myself now. That's good. I mean, I, I got caught up. I was playing in clubs as a teenager, uh, getting, you know, drinking, doing <laughs> all kinds of things. And, and uh, you know, looking at the stuff of the world and going after it. But when, when I came to Christ and I began reading the words and he would say something like, anyone who comes after me but does not deny himself and take up his cross daily is not worthy of me. I was like, yeah. I get it, you know, because I was done with the world. I was like, the, the, only, the only path to life is giving your life to Christ. That's good. That's exactly right. And, and you need to know that highway family. And uh, that's the, it, it's it. It's Say like, that again. Yeah, the only path to life is giving your life to Christ. And that doesn't mean saying a prayer one time. Literally, give your whole life to Christ. <laughs> And I, I and I've shared with you in the past. I had all kinds of dreams, and I had some potential plans that could have could have been significant in terms of the entertainment industry. But man, when by the time I had, you know, hit seventeen, eighteen, I'm like, you know what? There's got to be more than this. And and I said, God, who are you? I want to know you. Mm-hmm. And I when I got a hold of that Bible, boy, woo! I started reading what Jesus said and, and all the, the the things that He called us to. I'm like, you know what? This is it. Mm-hmm. The world can't offer you this. Mm-hmm. Give your whole life to Christ. Come on, who loves you more than him? <laughs> Why would we not give our whole life to Christ? Because we don't know how good he is. We don't know him. <laughs> you know? I mean, I have no reservations about being married to Jennifer. In fact, I was doing everything I could to get married to Jennifer. <laughs> and anything that got in the way of that, I was ready to get it out of the way. Why? Because I I knew that she was going to be the the wife that she was the wife for me. She's she's the one I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. If if we're not pursuing Christ with all of our heart, it's simply because we don't realize how good He is. There's there's little that could keep me from eating a meal that you would make. <laughs> Why? Because I've tasted what you've made before, and I know how delicious. Your your cuisine is. I Jennifer is very gifted. She can prepare a meal that's very delicious. And because I've tasted that, it's like she says, "Dinner's ready." I'm there. You know, I say, like, "Okay, let's go." Right. Well, when you taste and see how good God is, it's like everything else. See you later. I want you, and I want you alone. Lord, in 2024, we realign. We get our sights back. Thank you. To the bullseye. To, the, to what, what it's all really about. And what a great time to do that. Second Sunday of January. It's about your heart. It's about experiencing you, knowing your heart towards us, uh, knowing why you created us, 
the destiny, the, the amazing plan you've prepared for us, and experiencing that and walking that out with you as our Father. Holy Spirit, help us. If there are things that we've been trusting in rather than you, shine some light on those things. Help us to make that shift. Because those who trust in you, those who pursue you with all their heart, cannot be disappointed. In Jesus' name. Boy, that's so good. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you, Father. I don't know that I've ever said it that way before. Those who trust in him will not be disappointed. We could say those who seek him with all their heart will never be disappointed. And boy, is that true. Let, let the Father do what he wants to do in your heart in 2024. Come on, you've got nothing to be afraid of. No one can care for you like he can. No one has better intentions towards you than he does. He will never manipulate. He will never lead you in the wrong direction. He'll never uh, pull some strings to get something from you. Uh, he's, he doesn't lie. He's not like people. He's, he's faithful. He's just. He's righteous. He's kind. He's benevolent. You can trust him with all that you are. Put your dreams in his hands. Go ahead. Come on. 2024, we're here. Put your dreams in his hands and then begin to worship him and trust him each moment as you walk this out. And let him show you. Let him guide you and direct you. I mean, I'm just, just thinking back and, and come on with me, Howie family. When, when it, it became, when you came into my life, and again, I'm not knocking my family. And I I wanted to marry you. I got some serious slack about that. It's like, why would you want to get married? Mm-hmm. Why? They didn't understand that or value that. It's like, what, what, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to throw your future away is how they would look at it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. One of the most, the most amazing relationship two human beings could ever have, <laughs> husband and wife, and they saw it as a negative thing. But the world sees it that way. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't understand love, and the world sees love sometimes as an inconvenience or, or a holding you back from, from your, your, your future when it's actually just the opposite. Love will propel you into your future. Love will enable you to live the life God prepared for you. It really is all about love, isn't it? God is love, isn't he? And 2024 is really about him. It's about love. It's about knowing him. And it's funny, and I'm guilty of the same thing. You know, we're we're, with the highway team, we're we're meditating on 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you bring up love, and and we kind of feel like, well, can't we talk about something more exciting? Like, come on. You know, we got all these things going on, and you want to talk about love. I mean, let's talk about, I don't know vision planning and I'm telling you there's nothing more exciting than love there's nothing that'll ignite your passion and destiny more than love remember God is love when we meditate and grow in love we're growing in him right 
So we're going to 2024. You're the open door. We're going to we're going to walk in his love as we've never walked in it before this year. We're going to understand what life is truly all about in 2024 like we haven't understood it before. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. I I get excited about love. I didn't used to because I didn't know what it was. And love was kind of balked at or or thought of, you know, well, yeah, that's that's going on a romantic date. But you don't spend the rest of your life with that person. Come on. (laughs) You got things to do, you know. But how sad. And if you're someone who uh, is has been married in the highway family, if you've been married for any length of time, 2024 will be the best year of your marriage. You say, yeah, but I want to get these things. I want to do all these. I'm talking about real life. The best year of your marriage. Don't worry about things. Remember what Jesus said in Mark, uh, Matthew 6? Right? He says, look at the birds. They don't have a job. And your father takes great care of them. You're worth much more than the birds. Look at the lilies of the field. They're clothed more than Solomon and all of your glory. Your father knows you need these things. God's got you with the things. But he also understands that the things aren't going to make you whole. He wants to bless you and give you those things. But he wants a healthy, flourishing heart so that you can really enjoy those things And those things won't have a hold on you. I really didn't plan on saying any of this today. It's kind of fun. It's fun walking with the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, The the Proverbs, uh, yeah, I guess Proverbs 8 came to mind as we close this morning. We're going to worship the Lord with our money this morning. And love and money go together. Yes, they do. Boy, do they go together. Yes, they do. I don't know if you ever heard that in church. I remember that kid, my aunt gave me some of her records, and one of this old tune called Money. Uh, I don't even remember how it goes. But anyway, uh, often it's thought that money and love are, are opposites, but they're not. Love and money go together. Now, why do I say that? Because when, when real love is present, you will use your money to foster and promote love. Mm-hmm. For example, in our marriage, when we entered into our marriage, I didn't say, okay, you got your checking account, I've got mine. Right. You have your savings account, I have mine. You make your money. Never a thought. One checking account, one savings account. Holds everything that comes in. We're, we're equal, equal mm-hmm. in everything. Mm-hmm. What's yours is mine. What's mine is yours. You can see it. And there was never a thought of that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because love is present. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like get money coming to my hand and say, okay, I'm going to keep some of this. And I want to give this to Jennifer. <laughs> There's none of that in love. Well, the same is true in our relationship with God. And tithing and offerings uh, is really an expression of our love mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. You want to hear what God wants to do in your life? I'm going to read you Proverbs 8, yeah. verse 17. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Mm-hmm. What's this have to do with money? Riches, verse 19, and honor are with me. What? Mm-hmm. That's right. Who's talking? That's Jesus, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable riches 
enduring wealth and righteousness. Mm -hmm. Love and money. Verse 20, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. Listen, listen to what to do in your life, Highway family, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. What? <laughs> love and money. This is love talking. Love wants you to inherit wealth. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for you, Highway family. That I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, and I will fill their treasuries. What does love want to do in your life? Wants to fill your treasuries. The Passion Translation of verse 21 says, those who love me gain great wealth. Oh. <laughs> hey, I love him. I really love him. Don't you love him? Yes, I do. <laughs> those who love me gain great wealth and a glorious inheritance and I will fill their lives with treasures. Amen. Now, someone might read this. If you read Proverbs 8, it says, it's talking about wisdom. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Jesus has come unto us wisdom from God. We have the mind of Christ. That's Jesus talking in Proverbs 8. Mm -hmm. He wants to fill your treasuries. He wants to transfer wealth to you in 2024. But love is the vehicle. That's right. Love is the way. So when we say we're going to worship God with our money, what do we say? We're going to express our love to him. And I love that, that Abraham started this thing with a tithe. Why do I love that? Because it's 10% and everyone has 10%. Mm -hmm. He didn't like come out with some figure that some people have and some don't. Mm -hmm. Whatever I've got, I've got 10% of it. And I haven't done that. I'm still, uh, I'm a little behind in just getting all the year-end paperwork done. But I, I look forward to looking at what we actually gave. And it's at least, it's got to be 20% or more um, what we actually sowed into, uh, into the kingdom this year. And uh, so excited about that. And, and we're, 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 we want to encourage you to know him in your finances. He's got you. So, and there are times, you know, we've we've given, not because we had a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> we, we, we gave because we love him and we were trusting in him with our financial life. So I want to encourage you to go ahead and let go and let God be your CPA. Let God be your CFO. Let God be your banker. Let God build a portfolio in your life. And it really begins with trusting him and knowing his love for you and then worshiping him with your money. And you can, you can worship uh, the Lord with your money through Highway Church by going to our website, highwaychurch.us, highwaychurch.us. Click on Give in the menu. Of course, uh, the information is there on your screen. You can text the amount you'd like to worship to 508-502-7733. And remember, Highway, um, God's, God's brought uh, this ministry into your life to help you know him. If Highway Church is your church, man, don't, like, don't just get a little bit out of it. Don't get like, I mean, get all you can out of this church. How do I do that? Well, I, I commit to hearing the word first and foremost. 
every Bible study. Every, and if I can't make it, man, it's it's recorded for you, you know. So I can't make it on a Wednesday night Bible study. But you know what? I got Thursday open. I'll listen to the Wednesday night Bible Thursday. Or, you know, and if I can't hear the, the message on Sunday, I'll listen to it uh, Sunday night or I'll, I'll, I'll hear the podcast during the week. But I'm going to give my attention to the word that the Lord's bringing to me through this church. And then you respond to that. You meditate in that. You grab a hold of the scriptures. You practice them. You apply them. And what happens? We develop this relationship, right? You develop a relationship with the fivefold ministry gifts that God's brought into your life, and it's through, it's through his word and by his spirit. And then you, you respond with gratitude, and you bring your tithe to Highway Church, and you worship the Lord with it. And that creates in the kingdom of God a ministry flow for all of us to just flow in the things of God. In 2024, this year of the open door, I believe that this is a year that we will have access to things we didn't have access to in this world because of Christ. I believe in 2024 there are going to be things we're going to be able to do, here we Highway family, that we've tried in the past and weren't able to do. I believe in 2024 the Lord has has made ready things for us and that we're stepping through the door of those things. So, Father, we worship you right now with our money. We come before you, Lord. It's not our checking account and your checking account our savings account, your savings account. Lord, all that we have, we gladly give to you because we love you and you love us perfectly. Father, we worship you with 10% of our revenue today as an expression of our trust and love for you. And Lord, we bring offerings to you as well. Be glorified in our financial life. We thank you for transferring wealth to us. We thank you for filling our treasuries. We choose to diligently seek you. Steadily, consistently, each day, set our sights on your heart and your plan for our lives. Be glorified with our tithes and offerings. And we thank you for utilizing what we bring to you today financially for the expansion of your kingdom that many, many, many more would hear this amazing message and experience you in their daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at highwaychurch.us and josephbosco.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.